Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 106 of the podcast. And in this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about Vince Carter retiring from the NBA after 22 seasons. And this is the sports story that everyone's talking about. Everyone is talking about Vince Carter retiring, and they're all talking about the greatness of his career. I want to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there is something that I think is ugly about his career, and I'll get into that But first, I want to talk about the good. So Vince Carter's career, he averaged 16.7 points per game, eight-time All-Star, Rookie of the Year, 22nd all-time in scoring with over 25,000 career points ahead of Ray Allen, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, and Tracy McGrady. I think we can all agree that Vince Carter is the best dunker of all time. The highlight of him dunking over Frederick Weiss in the Olympics is one of the most replayed dunks of all time. He also dunked over some of the best shot blockers in the history of basketball, like Dikembe Mutombo and Alonzo Mourning. I remember watching both of those dunks growing up, thinking this guy is an insanely great dunker. And he's a guy who I think of when I think of dunking the basketball, even maybe more so than Dr. J. I mean, he's our guy. When we think of dunking a basketball, I think most of us think about Vince Carter. He's sort of that last guy that rose to fame because of the dunk on. Contest. I mean, when we talk about the dunk contest now, we think of it as really boring. Even Blake Griffin dunking over a car didn't have the same impact that it did back then. Like winning that dunk contest elevated Vince Carter from star player to superstar player. Now I want to talk about the thing that annoys me the most about Vince Carter and the thing that I find weird about his career. Why did he play so long? Why did he play 22 seasons? When I first started to watch basketball in 2000, 2007-2008, Vince Carter was still an elite basketball player, but I think this last decade, he really hasn't played that many meaningful games or been a really impactful player, so I think that is a loss of his legacy. I think that tarnishes his legacy. Out this stat, in the past 12 seasons in the NBA, Vince Carter did not average 20 points a game. He hasn't even averaged double-digit points in scoring the last five seasons of his career. And how about this crazy stat? 10 of the last 11 years in the NBA, Vince Carter has failed to score a thousand total points in a season. 2012 was the last year he scored at least a thousand points in an NBA season. I'm not telling you that means that Vince Carter is not an elite scorer, but think about that. More than half of his years in the NBA, he wasn't that same guy that he was early on. If you take the first 10 years of his career, he's an all-time great. If you take the last 12, he's a middling NBA player. Maybe this is just me, but I don't want to see superstar players not be who I think that they are. I don't want to see Vince Carter be not great at basketball when all I think of him as is a great dunker and a great score. Think about that. That's 12 seasons where he's neither of those things. Mock Kobe for scoring 60, but that was the most Kobe 
anything Kobe has ever done. Vince Carter really hasn't been Vince Carter for about a decade in the NBA. And to me, that is insanity for Vince Sanity. Like the last year for Derek Jeter, he wasn't the same guy, but he still was able to go out there, play shortstop, and hit 270. I still thought of him as Derek Jeter. Vince Carter has been a shell of himself for the past five seasons. He did not average double digits in scoring. And I'm not just picking on Vince Carter. I've had this issue with so many other basketball players. Kevin Garnett is an example of that. Dirk Nowitzki, like these guys held on for too long. It hurts their actual numbers. I mean, Vince Carter should be a career 20-point scorer, but he's not because of this past decade where he hasn't been scoring at the same rate. The 25,000 points makes Vince Carter sound like an amazing scorer, but you know what doesn't? The 16.7 points per game is far too low for a player of his caliber. He hurt his overall numbers by playing too long. I'm sorry, some of you are going to say that's such a stat geek thing to say. It matters to me that you're a 20-point scorer because the best players in NBA history, scoring-wise, are 20-point scorers. And this is a guy who in his prime could score 25 easily. I think he's hurt his actual numbers by playing so long. I know this doesn't actually affect Vince Carter. I know he's still going to go in the Hall of Fame, but it still kind of bothers me that he held on for so long. I mean, what was the reasoning for this? Nobody wants to see a superstar athlete be not so great anymore. I'm sorry it hurt. It's painful to watch. Think about the fact that Steve Nash was pretty much only bad like that last year or two with the Lakers, and he left. Like, that was okay. Like, Steve Nash was like, I'm not that same guy so he left basketball I just think Vince Carter really didn't realize that he wasn't that same guy and people want to want you to be that guy I know that's not fair but it's true we all want to watch Vince Carter play basketball only if he's going to be the Vince Carter of old yes it's true it's probably cool that he was a mentor and it's cool to sometimes see a 40 year old basketball player dunk I'm sorry I think it's painful to watch great athletes no longer be great at the sport they are playing. And Vince Carter held on for probably six more years than he should have. I just think there's like a decade of NBA fans that don't know the Vince Carter that I know. They've seen the guy who's been on the Memphis Grizzlies, the Sacramento Kings, and the Atlanta Hawks basically contribute nothing to the game of basketball at the same level that he did when he was younger. I'm sorry, I wish they had just known the highlights. I wish I didn't have these last five or six years of Vince Carter's career. I wish I could erase them. Maybe that's unfair to Vince, but it's how I feel. And I'm not, again, I'm not just saying this about Vince Carter. I feel this way about so many athletes. But in the same breath, I just feel like so many other athletes are more self-aware. Like if they're not playing at that same level in three or four years, they call it quits. Vince Carter went five or six more years than he should have, in my opinion. I get it. It's the love of the game. Maybe he should have gone into coaching or broad 
podcasting. I just think he played basketball for far too long. And I do. I really wonder if the second half of his career, where he was no longer elite, will hurt his legacy. I think there are a lot of young NBA fans who don't know that Vince Carter was a great player. The guy played 22 seasons, which is both admirable and questionable at the same time. I also think he will obviously be a Hall of Famer, but he's a second or third tier one like Chris Webber, Grant Hill, and his cousin Tracy McGrady. Great players who didn't win NBA titles or even reach a conference finals. Like, that's the big shade of Vince Carter's resume, is that he never made a conference finals. I mean, that's the career parallels between him and Tracy McGrady T-Mac. They're both cousins. They both didn't reach the Eastern Conference Finals. They both tried to form superstar duos with other great players. Vince Carter with Jason Kidd, Tracy McGrady with Yao Ming, but they were never able to get over the hurdle of making that conference finals. They could make it to the second round a lot of years, but again, they never made it to an Eastern Conference Finals or Western Conference Finals. They're great players, but the reason we think of a guy like Paul Pierce as better than them, because he won an NBA championship, he was a finals MVP, he was a winner. When we think of Vince Carter and we think of Tracy McGrady, we don't think of their wins, we think of their numbers. We think of their talent. I mean, Carter is a guy who had a lot of big playoff games. There was a game where in the Eastern Conference semis where he scored 50 points against the Sixers, but Allen Iverson was able to get the win over him. Also, I think the thing that doesn't get talked about enough is that Vince Carter was never coached, in my opinion, by a great head coach. And that's one of the reasons he never was able to reach that conference finals finals level. He was not coached by Phil Jackson. He was not coached by Pat Riley. He was not coached by Greg Popovich. There's also some really big what-ifs to Vince Carter's career. The first one is if Tracy McGrady stays with the Raptors and him and Vince Carter form a great duo in their prime, both cousins might have won a title and be considered winners. If Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady have NBA titles, we would probably consider them top 50 NBA players. But I think both of them are probably top 100, but they're not in the top 50 because they don't have a championship. And I believe if they had stayed together, there's a chance they could be in that top 50. They would probably have won a title if they stayed together. That's how talented both of them are. I think it's similar to when James Harden left the Thunder and when Stephon Marbury left the T-Wolves. Like, great duos, in that case, trio with Harden, Westbrook, and Durant. You think of what the titles that team could have won. The same thing for Marbury and Garnett. You think they could have maybe reached their potential together and won an NBA championship. But again, those great duos or trios never happen, and the same thing happened with Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady. It's a big what-if in the history of basketball. It's cool to think about, but sadly, it never happened because T-Mac left for the Orlando Magic. And who could blame him? He wanted to start a one-man band, and he won some scoring titles. And I think a lot of people, including myself, think Tracy McGrady is the better player. And maybe he never would have been that way if he had stayed with Vince Carter and stayed as Robin. 
when he's really a bad man himself. The other big what if to Vince Carter's career that annoys me is his unwillingness to chase a ring. Like, I don't understand why that makes you so high and mighty that you won't join a good team and try to win an NBA championship and actually contribute to the game of basketball. I'm sorry, you should want to play on the biggest stages. I don't understand why Vince Carter wanted to be a member of the Kings or the Hawks when he could have easily joined the Warriors the Cavs at a certain point, or even gone back to the Toronto Raptors, which everyone in the world would have wanted to see happen. Like, actually compete for a championship, and then when you have flashes of great play, you could actually be contributing to an NBA championship caliber team. Like, I don't understand that. Yes, I understand that it would have meant a lot more if Vince Carter were the best player on an NBA championship caliber team. I get that. I get why he doesn't want to be the 10th option on a championship team. But what I don't understand is not wanting to play in meaningful basketball games. Why not join a team like the Houston Rockets and be a three-point shooter? Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand why he thinks that's the right thing to do. I don't think of those ring chasers, as they call them, as a bad thing. I didn't diss David West when he joined the Spurs or Warriors. I thought he was an actual good role player on those teams. I guess I didn't like Vince Carter as a role player. Part Partly because of who he was being a role player for. I think it was beneath him to be a role player for the Sacramento Kings and the Atlanta Hawks. I would have rather seen Vince Carter shown flashes of himself for a great team like the Warriors, like the Rockets, like the Cavs, and especially for the Toronto Raptors. That would have been a cool moment for him to have been on that championship team with Kawhi Leonard. Who wouldn't have wanted to see that? Who would have dissed? Vince Carter and called him a ring chaser. No one. We all thought it would have been cool and he'd have a ring and that would have been the perfect end to his career. He still would have played too long but he would have at least played meaningful basketball games. That's the thing that upsets me the most when I look back at the last five years of Vince Carter's career. Where was the meaning? He didn't play in a meaningful game. What was the last big basketball game you remember Vince Carter being a part of? There's all also this weird thing with Vince Carter where we all think of him as a Raptor but he really only spent six years there. He demanded a trade to the Nets and has been booed by Toronto fans since. Now I think the last time he did play against the Raptors he did get a standing ovation because they knew it was his final game but Vince Carter isn't one of those guys that spent all that time with one team. He spent six years with the Raptors, five years with the New Jersey Nets. I think he's rightfully viewed as the first great Toronto Raptor. Now, there have been great since. I think Kyle Lowry is on that list. I think DeMar DeRozan is on that list. Kawhi Leonard, the legend, for getting them a title in one year. I think he's on that list. Chris Bosh should be mentioned on that list. That's another side note. Like, Vince Carter left the Raptors right before Chris Bosh exploded into one of the best bigs in the league. Like, why didn't Vince Carter want to play with Chris Bosh is one of those things that I will just never understand. Because, again, that could have formed another duo. I get wanting to play with Jason Kidd and Richard Jefferson, but that trio never really reached its potential, where Vince Carter and Chris Bosh probably could have gotten to at least a competitive team in the Eastern Conference. Again, I kind of mentioned it before, but I 
don't think any other player in the history of basketball has benefited more from the dunk contest than Vince Carter. And that's not a shade. Like, I think it's a great thing. I just rewatched his one appearance in the dunk contest. And still, when I think of the dunk contest, I think about Vince Carter, even though he was only in the thing once. That's how good his performance in the 2000 dunk contest is. That was the night a superstar was born. That's when Vince Sanity was born. That's when Air Canada was born. It was so cool to watch other star players be in awe of this guy. And maybe that's another reason why I don't like the ending of this guy's career. Because at one point in his career, we're in awe of him. And now we just look at him as a regular man, a regular basketball player. When you think of somebody as extraordinary, you never want to view them as ordinary. But I think the dunk contest is really why he stands out. Because there have been plenty of great scorers. But no one has been as good as he was in that contest and dunking in general. I really do think though that he's held on because of the love of the game. Like I looked this up, he really hasn't been paid like a superstar player the last seven seasons of his career in the NBA. So the guy definitely loves basketball. I get it. He loves being a mentor. He loves playing basketball. It's for the love of the game. It's not for the money. He's not chasing rings. He just loves playing basketball. He probably is love with the lifestyle and he probably again does doesn't know what the rest of his life is going to be, so he's holding on and playing that sport. I understand all of that. I get it. The fact that he's not being paid, it's not for the money, I love all that. It's just not personally the way I want to see athletes go out. I don't want to see them on top necessarily, like they can have a few down years, but I don't want it to be that long lasting where I have to go, oh, remember when he was good eight years ago and he's still playing? Like again, I just find that part of it a little maddening. I think he should have retired at least five or six years before he did. He would still have career averages of 20 points or again at the very least if he was going to hold on. I wish he had done it with a team that was competitive. I get the need to not want to be the 12th man on a team and play five minutes a game and end up winning a ring. Like I get that. There's an ego to that. There's also a thing about like why does he think that that's so such a bad thing. There have been guys who have contributed to championship teams. I don't think Gary Payton winning a ring with the 2006 Miami Heat was all that bad. Gary Payton was not the Hall of Fame player we all knew him as, but he was a really good contributor to a championship basketball team. And I think that's valuable in its own right, because when we talk about Gary Payton, we don't talk about a guy as one of those great players that don't don't have a ring because Gary Payton did win a ring and he was kind of a big part of it. Like that could have been Vince Carter. He could have been that kind of guy. And I wish he was that kind of guy because I wish he did have a ring because I do think in these last five or six years, he had enough left in the tank to help a team in some way. Again, I do think that when you look back at a career, none of this will matter. He'll make the Hall of Fame. We'll talk about all the good stuff. We won't look back at that 10 or 11 year stretch where he wasn't the same guy. But there's still a part of me thinking, why would he play that long without being that guy? Like, again, is it not being self-aware? Is it for the love of basketball? Like, I just think that that's part of somewhat the most interesting thing about Vince Carter is why he's played for so long. The 
22 seasons is long. Kareem played 20 seasons, but Kareem at the end was still on like a championship Lakers team. He was still somewhat Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like Vince Carter hasn't been Vince Carter for a decade. Maybe more than half of his career, he hasn't been the guy he was the first 10 years of his career. I think that's fascinating in and of itself. And I think that doesn't get talked about enough. Thinking about other guys in sports who played way too long, like Ricky Henderson comes to mind, but we still think of Ricky Henderson as the greatest leadoff hitter of all time. Like that really didn't impact his legacy. And I don't think overall that it will impact Vince Carter's legacy. I guess I just want to know why. And I find that the fact that he played so long, almost as interesting as how great he was. I do feel kind of bad talking about Vince Carter like this, but again, it's just something that I do find fascinating. Why did he hang on for so long? And maybe none of you agree with this. Maybe this doesn't matter. Maybe his legacy isn't impacted. But again, you can't ignore the fact that for the second half of his career, he wasn't the same guy and he kept going. He just kept going and kept getting kind of worse each and every year. Again, I just think there's something fascinating about that. Like, was this guy just addicted to the life of being an athlete? Was it for the love of basketball? I'd love to get that answer someday. I really hope he tells us why. Well, this has been my honest opinion on the career of Vince Carter. From Vince Sanity to Air Canada, Vince Carter was a phenom and a one-of-a-kind talent who, again, will probably never see a dunker like him ever again. And I am kind of sad because this is the last guy of that 90s era, like that Steve Nash's are gone, Jason Kidd is gone, Paul Pierce is gone, Dirk is gone, Tim Duncan is gone, KG, Allen Iverson, Shaq, like that was a great era of superstars. And the 90s were great. And the 90s after Jordan was great. Like Vince Carter was a big part of that. Like he was one of those guys. And I'm sad to see him gone. Yes, I think he should have gone before this, but again, he's had an excellent career and I can't wait for Vince Carter to make it to the Basketball Hall of Fame because that's exactly where Air Canada and Vince Sanity should go. They'll never be another basketball player like Vince Carter again. The last thing I'll say about him is I think he actually saved and ruined the dunk contest all at the same time because I think he was at the highest, the peak of where that thing could go and once he reached that peak, it could never compete with Vince Carter. You would watch year after year after year out and be like, well, that guy was really good, but he's not Vince Carter. Jason Richardson was insane, but he wasn't Vince Carter. Dwight Howard was great, but he's not Vince Carter. And there was always that allure of whether or not Vince Carter would come back to the dunk contest. And he never would because even he couldn't reach his own heights to where he was before. That's the true legend of Vince Carter, of how good he was at the dunk contest that even he himself could not compete at that event ever again. That's wild to be so good at that, to reach that level and you yourself not wanting to go up against it. And other people have not wanted to go up against it. I think that's part of the reason why LeBron was never part of the dunk contest or why Kobe never did it again except for that one year he did it. They couldn't reach that. They couldn't elevate it in that same way that Vince Carter did. And that's why I think that's a big reason why other superstars no longer wanted to be part of that event. That's Vince Carter. That's what he did for the contest. He saved it and ruined it at the same time. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a 
true legend. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe.